3: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
4: He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like. Blah, 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 blah,
1: blah. You yell back at your radio.
0: What are you talking oh,
3: about? God, you talking God,
1: about what the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on The Fan with Steve Sparky
5: Pfeiffer. Welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan. Coming up on today's show, we'll hear from Packers head coach Matt LaFleur in the next segment. He talked just a little bit ago while we were on the air doing uh, the Wendy's Big Show, so we'll play that back for you. Also, Don Chillis will join us. College Sports Show comes up again tonight. The Journey House College Sports Show. There's like three big sponsors on it. I'll have it right by the time we get them on. The Journey House College Sports Show uh, comes up tonight uh, from 6 to 8. So looking forward to hearing what's coming up on the show tonight. And we'll talk a little bit about that Badgers-Eastern Michigan game uh, from over the weekend. And Graham Mertz is played now through two weeks. So we'll have that conversation with Don coming up at about 2.30. I just got word from Dan Plucker. Uh, some news about the Rami, Ma- uh, the Rami show, aka uh, Rami McElough. uh He booked somebody uh, new to the town for tomorrow. Right, Dan Plucker? Yeah. Buck's new uh play-by-play announcer, Lisa Byington,
0: will be on Midday Madness. Not Midday Madness. Oh, Rami's Good show. job, Plock!
5: Rami stole show.
0: that guest right from on them. Yeah, exactly. No, we booked him for Big Show and Midday. Booked her for Big Show and Midday Madness, too.
5: Oh, to see Sam Schmidt's face and Robbie's face. Good news, Lisa Byington on Madness tomorrow at two.
0: Well, Sorry, guys. I actually was listening on my way home from working out yesterday when it was announced, and right. Rami said, now go get Lisa
5: before the big show That's does it. That's right. Before we get a t- it's text hilarious message from, from so the big show. I text you and say, go get Lisa Byington. Then I go out into the hallway, they're on break. Rami goes, uh, it's just so you know, Sam already put in for Lisa Buyington. I was like, I just told Plucker to do it. They were quick to it the too. trigger there. I yeah. just told Plucker to do it. I went back to talk to Plucker. Never mind. Sam
0: apparently already put in for hey, her. Hey, all I'm saying is Rami better do a good job tomorrow because this is a first impression for all of us, not just, oh, well, not just him. Oh, oh, I know. I'm just yeah. I'm just giving he'll him crap probably, because I know the big show would be great. Right. But
5: Rami, I
0: don't know if I trust him. I,
5: I, I am sure it will be great. And I'm sure he'll invite her to see him at the Improv this weekend and Jay Moore. And, you know, he'll get a little plug in. Hey, you know, if you him up on and social media, too. Throw a tweet to come see Rami. Uh, yeah, so I, I want to get into this thing that uh, they put out today on ESPN uh, NBA predictions, experts' picks for MVP and finals winners. We're only like 20 some days away, uh, maybe even not even that long, uh, from the whole season kicking off and starting here. You're going to have training camp starting up uh, shortly, too. So they did the uh, Who Will Win the NBA MVP? Now, the way that this was all put together. Uh, is fun because this is all based on the ESPN people from what I we can see. They're experts' picks for the MVP awards, coach of the year, who's going to win what, and so forth. Number seven with seven points, LeBron James. Seventh. Steph Curry in sixth with ten points. James Harden in fifth with 11 points. Joel Embiid, fourth. Joel Embiid has more votes than LeBron and Steph Curry. That's ridiculous. I don't know who's doing this voting, Stephen A. or whoever this is. Horrible. So, that's fourth. Now, here's the guy that everybody thinks is going to win it. Apparently not the ESPN people, but a lot of other people think he's going to win the MVP. Luka Doncic from the Dallas Mavericks, 35 points. A huge, huge, huge gap between third and fourth. Second, 3 points better than Luka is Giannis with 38 points and projected to win the MVP by the ESPN uh, analyst Kevin Durant with 45 points. I don't have a huge problem with the first two, Durant and Giannis. My problem, biggest problem with that list is Joel Embiid out in front of Curry and James. Like I that to me doesn't make absolutely any sense whatsoever. Because in order if in order for that to happen because last year they were in first place, they were in first place last year. Philly was, so what? What's going to be different this year with Philly than last year with Philly? They were already in first uh, at at the end of the year, the one seed, and he didn't win it last year. So I don't, I don't see how he even has a remote possibility of doing that. Who will win NBA Rookie of the Year? Now this is fun because now this involves uh, Plucker's Pistons team. Number seven, Davion Mitchell, Sacramento Kings, one point. Josh Giddy, Oklahoma City Thunder, one point. Scotty Barnes for the Raptors, four points. Cleveland's a mess. I don't know if y'all have been paying attention to what the Cavaliers have been doing this offseason, but I feel like it's a Tom Thibodeau-led Knicks team just stacking big on top of big on top of big on top of big. That's all they've been doing. I don't know how they're going to play everybody, but uh, Evan Mobley, six points in fourth. I think if Evan Mobley was on a different team with a different makeup Maybe he has a better chance. I think he still needs to add weight, too. He doesn't... Muscle-wise, he doesn't appear to be all that big. Number three. This is the dude I love. Jalen Suggs. Orlando Magic, 17. Love Suggs. Big fan. Number two. Cade Cunningham, Detroit. 58 points. That's like 27.5% of the first place votes. Number one. As expected, Jalen Green of Houston... With 75 points. So ESPN is pretty much sailing. This is Jalen Green's Rookie of the Year award. And then Kate Cunningham is a long-distance second. Parker, you okay with this? You feel all right?
0: I'm fine with it. I think that Kate will probably wind up being the better player. But right now, Jalen Green. Long-term, you're saying? Long-term. Right now, right. I, I would agree saying Jalen Green is better. I, and it's if he is better, if he does win that Rookie of the Year award, and if he comes out and just plays like – if he plays like an NBA star in his rookie season, that G League route is gonna explode. I think there are gonna be so many players that go that direction because he played like 15 games in the G League, and that in and of itself like helped him become the basketball player that oh, he I, is today. Because when they were at the summer league, he dominated. He was summer
5: the league. guy at summer. Exactly. Yes.
0: yes, he was. He even played. He outplayed Cade Cunningham for most of it as well, who was the consensus number one overall pick. Right. So it's it, it, it's gonna make that whole process. Very very interesting if he comes out and is really good.
5: And the other thing too about this is you got John Wall now who they're trying to move uh before the start of the season. I don't know what they're going to get back for John Wall one way or the other. I would say that the best move would be Kevin Love. That you 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 move Kevin Love out of Cleveland, you give Cleveland with all their bigs a real point guard in John Wall to play with those young guys and go from there. John Wall won't be happy because he doesn't want to go to another losing team, I'm sure. He lost in Washington. He lost in Houston, and now he's going to get stuck in Cleveland, maybe there. But if I'm Cleveland, that makes sense. You know, you've got all these big dudes that that you've signed. You signed Allen to a big deal. Uh, You got, uh, what's the dude's name? Uh, Lori Markinen from the Bulls. You got him. Uh, I already said Allen, they signed a long term deal. Now you got Evan Mobley to go along with it. You have Kevin Love. You don't need all these big dudes. You just, there's just no reason. So, one vet for another vet. I'm not sure uh, the salary cap numbers. Maybe it'd have to be more than that uh, to make it all work. But if I'm Cleveland, that would be something I'd be willing to explore and do, maybe. Uh, I don't know where else John Wall ends up. I, I really don't. I To me...
2: Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic. And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
5: Ben Simmons and John Wall, both big question marks. Of the two, who would I rather have? Probably John Wall, because I just don't know where Ben Simmons fits. I'm just, I have no idea. Uh, Coach of the year. Boonholzer, not a single vote. Oh no, I take that back. Others receiving votes. He was on that list. He was the last one on the list for others receiving votes. But they project Bolster from Miami to win Coach of the Year for the Heat. Steve Nash for the Nets, second with 22 points. Udoka for the Celtics, third with 16. Quinn Snyder with the Jazz, 14. Taylor Jenkins with the Grizzlies, the former Bucks assistant, with 13. That's our top five for Coach of the Year. I gotta say, I'm surprised. I thought with all the Golden State love that Kerr would have probably been out in front to win that thing. But that's not the case. I, maybe I call me crazy. Watch that Bulls team and Billy Donovan, y'all. Watch Billy Donovan and that Bulls team. They've added some pieces now. They got Ball to go with Levine. They got DeMar DeRozan. They've added some pieces. I think that's going to be a competitive team. I don't know if they'll be in the play-in tournament uh, or they'll be a high enough seed to avoid the play-in tournament, but I I think they're going to be in the playoffs. I do. I think the Bulls are going to be in the playoffs, uh, or at least in the play-in tournament, at the very least. I think they're going to be good, or better, I should say, not good. Uh, Defensive player of the year, Rudy Gobert first, 40 points. Anthony Davis second, 33. Giannis third with 30, and then a huge hole uh, between Giannis and Draymond. Draymond fourth, all the way down with 15 points, uh, along with Joel Embiid. So no surprise there. Rudy Bear probably could win it every year if need be. Sixth man of the year uh, award. And again, another one of these deals where I don't believe you'll have a member of the Milwaukee Bucks winning sixth man at the end of the day. Uh, but here, Jordan Clarkson with the Jazz. And then a long second uh, place to Derrick Rose of the Knicks. Joel Inglis of the Utah Jazz, third. Kevin Herter of the Hawks. And then Tyrese Halliburton, a Wisconsin kid, with the Kings, at 5th, Tyler Hero, 6th, uh, Whitnall's Finest. Most Improved Player, uh, again, no Milwaukee Bucks on this list. Michael Porter Jr. for the Nuggets. Gilgis Alexander for Oklahoma City. Kevin Porter Jr. for the Rockets, who I think could blow up and have a big year. Lamelo Ball, 4th. Anthony Edwards of the Timberwolves, 5th. Was Anthony Edwards disappointing to you, Plucker, of the Timberwolves this year after coming out of Georgia?
0: No, I think he did about what he was expected to. He was a top player in a draft that was not very good. So uh,
5: Yeah, highlight dunks and that type of stuff. Yeah. And then outside of that wasn't as good as I thought. He I think was his be.
0: ceiling is like Victor Oladipo.
5: Hmm. I don't think that's a horrible comparison. I think he might be more explosive than Oladipo. But yeah. I think if he ends up being Oladipo, I think Minnesota's okay with yeah, that.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. I think Oladipo Minnesota was the second pick. Yeah. Probably should have been the first pick in that draft. Yeah. Another Coming bad out of draft. Yeah. I mean, Anthony Bennett went number one that year. Whew, and poor Cleveland. Yeah, that was an awful pick. Imagine if they would have picked Oladipo. They would have been even better in those days with LeBron. So. Right.
5: Yeah, but they wouldn't have had Kyrie, probably. yeah maybe. Yeah, probably not. Uh, who will win the Eastern Conference Finals? Atlanta Hawks got a point. Celtics got a point. Come on. Really, who who voted for either one of them? Uh, Philadelphia 76ers, nine points. Heat, 21, and then a huge gap. Bucks 54 points. Another big gap. Brooklyn Nets, 85 points. If it's not Brooklyn and the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals, I think I will be stunned. I think that's how it has to play out. The Heat have made improvements, yes. Um, 76ers, I don't think they've done enough to do anything, and we still don't know where Ben Simmons is going to play. Celtics and no. So I I think it's definitely Bucks and Nets in the East. In the West, Lakers, 87 points. By far and away the favorite to win the West. Then the Jazz with 40 points. The Suns with 17. The Nuggets with 11. The Warriors with 11. And the Mavericks with 5. Not surprised that the senior citizen team, the Lakers, got it with 87 points. I guess I would... You know who I'd like to see come out of the West, to be honest with you, of all these teams? Denver. I'd love to see Denver get on a run and get into the finals. I think that'd be pretty cool. I don't think they'd win it, but I think it would be fun. Who won the NBA title? Brooklyn, 80 points. Lakers, 49 points. Bucks, 30 points. Those are your top three. Can't say we're all that surprised, are we? I mean, we knew, or at least I knew, coming into this thing, the Bucks were not going to be the favorite. They're defending champs and all of that, but I knew there was no way that was going to happen. Just knew it. Knew there was no chance that was happening. And it's exactly what I thought. Now, I'll say this. I think they should have a better chance of winning a title than the Lakers. Because, again, you're talking about long odds, in my opinion, of that team staying healthy. Long odds. When you got as many old dudes as they do on a team, to try and keep them healthy throughout the year and through a postseason and still be playing at a high level at that time of year – with a bunch of guys that have the wear and tear of the NBA on them for years, I, I just think the odds are against you. The odds were against them last year, even though they had a better team than they did the year before in the bubble when they got lucky. You know, I, I keep thinking back to that bubble. Do you know why they won that? Because they didn't have to play all those extra games. They had the rest. They were able to get through it with their legs. Now you have them a full season. They, I, Maybe I'm crazy. I don't think LeBron and Anthony Davis win another ring uh, with the Lakers. I don't. I mean, I know you have, you know, Russell Westbrook or whatever, and that that's going to be the deciding factor. But Russell Westbrook hasn't won a ring yet either. Number one, and number two, you got to keep Anthony Davis healthy, which he has not been able to do most of his career. And then look at the surrounding pieces around them. And again, more guys that get hurt. So I, I'm not, I'm not buying into the Lakers winning a title. Maybe they come out of the West, but I, I just don't think they'll be good enough to beat the Nets or the Bucks, whoever ends up showing up there in the NBA Finals. Coming up next, uh, we will hear from Packers head coach Matt LaFleur and straight ahead here on Sparky's Midday oh, served up hot and fresh. Comes up tomorrow, Fantasy Football Friday. You just heard Bart say, ah, oh, there's no football until Monday. Well, true, but we will have Fantasy Football in the 1 o'clock hour tomorrow with Ian Harditz of Pro Football Focus. Sweet your questions with the hashtag Big fantasy. Tweeted at Big Show Network. Again, Ian Hart, it's every Friday from 1 until 1.30 answering your questions, fancy football questions. Like I said, always get in. I always recommend getting in early. Tweet those questions early. And that way you don't got to worry about possibly missing out if you forget come tomorrow because you'll have the answer. Then you just go back. If you miss the one o'clock hour, you go back to the one o'clock hour in your Odyssey app, hit rewind, right? Or go to bigshownetwork.com and Find your answers to the questions that you tweeted. So tweet at Big Show Network, hashtag Big Fantasy. Again, 1 to one thirty every Friday on the Wendy's Big Show. Or just wait till tomorrow at 1 o'clock, set a reminder on your phone, and dial into the show. Pretty simple. Not that hard uh, to remember or figure out. Okay, so Matt LaFleur talked earlier today. And remember, their week is all kind of screwed up here because they play on Mondays. Everything is essentially like pushed back a day. So everything is a little uh, screwed up from that perspective. But here is Matt LaFleur from earlier today. All right, there is Matt LaFleur. There's still plenty of time left in this press conference, but that's more than enough, I think. Uh, Packers head coach Matt LaFleur coming up next. We're going to talk with Don Chillis, uh, who is doing the uh, Journey House College Sports Show coming up on Thursday nights from 6 to 8 p.m. Last week was week one, coming off of a loss. To Penn State. Tonight is week two, coming off of a win uh, for the Badgers against Eastern Michigan. Plus, I want to get his thoughts on some of the state schools as well, including UW-Whitewater. And I want to see if those rivalries still are at a high level. Do they still exist at a high level within the state? Like Gary Leroy and I were talking about uh, yesterday on the Wendy's Big Show. We'll do all that coming up straight ahead right here on... The Sparky's Midday Madness program broadcasting live from Lakeland University Studios, the leader in online education for more than 25 years, lakeland.edu. Welcome back Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan football season is back, and the place to be to catch all the action and create your own sporting action is Q Club of Wisconsin. Not only do they have plenty of TVs to watch the games on, but you can play your own games in their huge entertainment game room. Indoor bocce ball, darts, pool tables, lots of pool tables foosball ping pong you name it they got it plus enjoy some great food too from loaded burgers wraps wings plus their wednesday and friday fish fries piled up <laughs> with all the extras visit their facebook page or q of wi.com for menu and updates q club of wisconsin north grandview boulevard in waukesha joining us now on the great midwest bank hotline from the Journey House College Sports Show, he is Don Wachillis, as you can hear him uh, Thursday nights from 6 to 8 here on The Fan, including tonight. Don, thanks for coming on. Oh, Sparky, glad to be here, and thanks for having me. First things first, uh, last we talked last night, you were trying and attempting to get into the Dave Matthews concert uh, at down by the Summerfest grounds. Were you successful?
1: Steve, I'm old. Yeah, yeah, today today I can't do concerts on a, on a Wednesday night anymore. It's got to be a Friday or Saturday. So today today's a little today's a little slow, but we're doing fine. It was a great show.
5: So it was. It was fun. Did they did they pack the house? Was it was it a packed crowd?
1: Um it was very 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 close. I mean, maybe a thousand short, but uh the place was packed. It was jumping. They put on a great show. It was it, it was fun
5: to be back out again. That's awesome. All right. So Let's talk a little bit about this uh, Badgers-Eastern Michigan game. We all knew going into that game, Don, that this was going to be a feel-good game, kind of like the Lions should be for the Packers, both from Michigan, either way. Uh, (laughs) Same thing, Uh, and it was maybe a little bit of a feel-good game. I don't think uh, Badger fans felt as good as they wanted to feel after watching that game. What about you?
1: I felt better after, let's say, the first quarter. When they got in the red zone and the turnover happened and I was like, oh, here we go again. But you could almost watch the team go through a metamorphosis as far as focus. And I thought after that blunder, I thought they really played some solid football. And I think we got the idea that the Badgers wanted to really establish the run game. They wanted to take the ball out of Graham Mertz, knowing what uh, Graham Mertz has the potential to do, but not add pressure to him and just really ground and pound and get back to what has been the success for Badger football for all these many years.
5: As Gary Ellerson has pointed out numerous times, uh, something that I think he's frustrated with, and I think a majority of Badger fans may be frustrated with, is the lack of trust they have in Mertz to actually try and throw the ball down the field. Even, as, as Gary points out, even if it's incomplete, you at least have to have the threat of throwing the ball down the field, and they haven't shown that much. No, they haven't
1: shown it much, but I think in trying to establish some sort of balance with the offense, they went at it from, I guess, to say that perspective, like we're going to go 50-50, where what we saw on Saturday was we've established now our run. So when Notre Dame is watching this tape, they're focused in on the run, and now from there we'll start to edge to more of a downfield attack. But I don't think they established the run the way they wanted to against Penn State. They did it against Eastern Michigan.
5: Talking with Don with Jill, let's catch him tonight. Journey House College Sports Show from 6 to 8 on the fan, him and Dan Underberg. Uh, Don, what about uh, Graham Mertz in general? Is he what you thought he was going to be when they recruited him after you saw him last year? Because for me – kind of being out in front on this Graham Mertz mania here and, and wanting him to start his true freshman year versus playing Jack Cohn back when he still had Jonathan Taylor, when he still had a really good offensive line, when he had a wide receiving core. And instead, now you put him in this situation where, in my opinion, there's no special running back on this team. Wide receivers have a lack, uh, have a lot to be desired. And the offensive line hasn't played all that well either. Now you've kind of put him in a more difficult situation.
1: Yeah, he's definitely in a difficult situation. Situation, excuse me, Steve. Seven touchdowns, no interceptions, uh, his first two starts. And since then, I believe it's two touchdowns and seven interceptions. So, as a young quarterback, he's now facing something that I don't think the Badgers, as you were just saying, really wanted to put him in. But I think the potential is there. We're, we're looking at a young man who only has nine starts, and we keep comparing him to Jack Cohn now, who I think has 20 starts as a collegiate. We've got to go through some growing pains before we get to Graham versus full potential.
5: Okay, so how much more growing pains are we thinking we're going to go through here? Because I, I mean, to be realistic about this, I I don't I don't know about Chris himself, but the fan base I don't think is going to have much more patience past this year.
1: No, and I think I think it's going to be this year that we see the growing pains. I think we're going to see some highs and lows this year. I don't think this is going to be a situation where Graham Mertz stinks it up. And then we question whether or not we've got the right guy at the helm. I think there's going to be times throughout the season where he really shines. And I think there's going to be some times again, where he plays maybe like he did against Penn state. We're going to go through that this season. But after this season, I think the wait is over and it's time to put up or shut up.
5: What about this? What about the confidence that you see in Graham Mertz? Cause to me, when he first took the field last year, you saw that swag. You could you could feel the confidence kind of coming off of him. Now I watch him, and it looks like he's almost I don't know, scared is the word, but he definitely isn't as confident as he was. No, and I think that comes from being, A, a young
1: quarterback, and, B, probably for the first time in his football playing career that he's experienced some adversity. You don't come out rated as highly as he was at the high school level and really experienced that kind of adversity. He comes into his very first game at Wisconsin and throws the pill around like he's in high school, for goodness sakes, against Illinois. And then once he started to experience some adversity, that's where we're seeing what you're talking about. You don't see the swagger that he had when he first began last season. And I think that's where the coaching staff is now in trying to build that confidence level back up in him.
5: Journey House College Sports Show comes up again tonight, 6 to 8. Here on the fan with this guy, Dan, Don Wachilis and Dan Underberg. Love the show. I think it's a great show. Now, you guys don't only talk badgers. You also talk about some of the in-state schools as well. And I've yeah. had the great pleasure of having Kevin Bullis on every week. We will throughout the football season for Whitewater on Thursdays at the end of our shows. And they are off to a fast start after a couple of wins.
1: They're off to a great start. I, honestly, all of the state schools after week two are off to a fabulous start. Uh, last week, the Whitewater win against Salisbury. I heard you talking with Coach earlier on the big show, and I know you backed off a little bit from a dominating win. Steve, I watched the game. It was a dominating win. I
5: saw game. I was right. So I didn't want to put you it too were. far out there Yeah, No,
1: with the exception of one drive after half by Salisbury, in which they kind of went down the field, and in watching that game, you're like, uh-oh, they made their adjustments. Here we go. Right. Whitewater counterpunched, and that was the end of the game. They absolutely dominated that game.
5: How good is Bullis?
1: You know what? I think he could be the next in line to take that next step, like we've been seeing with some of the coaches with the various state schools moving upward and onward. Bullis Bullis is is a tremendous talent at the coaching spot.
5: When we look around the state, Gary Leroy and I had a conversation uh, the other day, because on the front page of ESPN, I think it was yesterday, uh, they were highlighting Nebraska and Oklahoma and, you know, the great gay <laughs> yeah. rivalry that was. And, you know, now Frost and Nebraska are probably going to get blown up by 50 this weekend. Um, so that's that's obviously dead. But Nebraska tried to get out of it because they knew they were going to get embarrassed. But having said that, you start talking about the great college rivalries that were that really aren't that big of a deal anymore. It's It's really disheartening. And, Gary's like well what about the state schools like are those rivalries still alive around the state I didn't really have an answer for it we were even talking about high school rivalries you would be the guy that would have an answer are there still great rivalries around the state within inside the, the the college system
1: especially within the Wii there are there are other rivalry games I think for Division three schools geographically located but as far as the WEAC goes when you're talking about whitewater Oshkosh lacrosse all three teams this week, Steve, ranked in the top 25. When they play one another, those rivalries are still there. And each one of the three teams that I mentioned, and there's a few more, but of those three teams, they're all credited with national, national championships, excuse me, in, uh, in division three. So they're always gunning for one another. And when you go to those games, they're still as exciting as they've been, we'll say, for the last 25, 30 years.
5: Does one fan base travel better than the rest when you start getting to those rivalry games? Whoa!
1: Um, I think Whitewater travels very well. Um, lacrosse will, will travel very well, but the nice thing you have about state school, Steve, is if we're talking about traveling, we're talking about regionality because you could have some Whitewater graduates, let's say, who have moved to the lacrosse sure. area, yep. and the one game they really want to come see is that matchup, yep. and you can vice versa that all around the state. So I would say, yes, the travel, what we would consider to be the travel element, is there. But you also have to understand that there are people that graduate, move to certain areas, and then those become the games that they get an opportunity to drive over and and watch their alma mater play.
5: So after Whitewater, how would you line them up uh, right now? Is Oshkosh in that conversation?
1: Yes. So if, if we just take right now the top 25, we got Whitewater at three, Oshkosh at 9, and Lacrosse at 24. Again, that's a national top 25. The only real team right now that has gotten off to a bit of a slow start in the WEAC has been Platteville. They've come off from uh, start to begin the year, and that is a little bit uncommon for the Pioneers. So I would expect them to turn things around, and then you get into the dogfight of the WEAC season.
5: Cerrone at Oshkosh is uh, obviously unique in his – well, he's just a unique dude in general <laughs> – uh, but yes, but, but having is. said that, I mean he's done a whale of a job at Oshkosh.
1: He sure has. I mean, he is for me one of the one of the coaches that we have on every year that we just enjoy having on. Because, I enjoy
5: listening to him when he is on because he comes on with you and he comes on with Mike McGivern on his show uh, throughout the right. season as well. He's very entertaining.
1: He's very entertaining because he just tells you like it is. Yes, there's, there's no sugarcoating anything. Yep. You know when you were talking about bullets before, bullets is very. And I'm saying this in the most complimentary way possible. <laughs> he's very, he's very politically correct when he says things. Right. I mean, he'll, he'll tell you your faults, but you walk away feeling like a million bucks, even though he's telling you what you're doing wrong. Where Cer- just, Cer- Cer- you know, you walk away, you know you had a butt you and when Coach Serroni is giving yep. you one.
5: Yeah, no doubt it, it is. I, I love that dude, man. He he is fun to listen to talk for sure. Hey, Don, thanks so much. What's coming up on the show tonight?
1: Uh, we're gonna have uh, your colleague Gary Ellison is gonna join us tonight. To talk about the Badgers. We're gonna talk with Matt Janis, the head coach at UWL, since they've cracked now the top twenty-five, and get a little perspective on UWL. We're trying really hard right now to to talk with Ryan Karchi. He's the beat writer. Uh, with the LA Times, who covers USC. We've been emailing back and forth. Obviously, we've got a little bit of a time difference here. But I really want to get into that USC firing tonight because I think it's not only interesting with regards to USC, but as soon as one coach goes, Steve, you know this, it seems to set off a domino effect, whether coaches move or you find schools coming in and backing up the Brinks truck to offer
5: more money. Did you see the James Franklin thing? Apparently, yeah. what I saw earlier, they're handling it internally. You're handling it internally, so obviously there is you have interest then, because it could have just been shot down. I'm not leaving Penn State. I'm not. I'm, I have no interest.
1: Yeah, I I understand, and I think there's going to be a few places like that. There's been a lot of names that pop up, and I I really think our friend who's coaching Jacksonville right now is going to be the guy. No way. I think we're
5: yeah. No I think we're way. getting
1: a Steve. We're getting a Nick Saban mm-hmm. situation. No. Saban walked away from the I know. I remember. Went to Alabama. I, I think know. we're getting the same thing.
5: Uh, I don't I don't think Urban Meyer is trying to want to travel all over the country and do all that crazy crap anymore. I don't. I Maybe I'm wrong. I think, and I think there's part of Urban Meyer that's about being better than Nick Saban, and Nick Saban couldn't make it work and quit in the NFL, and I don't think Urban Meyer wants to be that dude. I don't. It's kind of like Rodgers yeah. Favre. Like, I'm not going to be him. I'm going to do it better, and I'm not going to leave my job, and I don't I, maybe I'll be wrong, and you can laugh. But I, I just no, don't no, think no. it. I don't think I don't think he leaves. I think the dudes, the the number one guy in my opinion that should take that job is Campbell at Ohio State because he's gone as far as he's going to go there. He ain't going any farther. So unless he like never wants to leave the state of Iowa and he's waiting to take over the Hawkeyes, fine. Right. But other than that, this USC job is it. And I think Franklin's probably going to be the number one target, obviously, unless they go outside or go for Urban Meyer. But Campbell to me makes the most sense, is the guy that can take the biggest jump and still get banged for your dollar, and you won't have to pay him nearly as much as you would have to pay Franklin or Urban Meyer.
1: And Steve, this is exactly why I want to bring this topic up tonight and hopefully get him, get Ryan on the air, because I think there are a lot of different angles that this story covers. And as of right now, nobody's right or wrong because the perspective that you just took you know, there's nothing wrong with it, and I think there are a ton of perspectives well, out there that can be that can be looked at. There's
5: one very bad perspective. They better not call Jim Leonard. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> no,
1: hey. no, somebody, somebody better make sure they disconnect his yes. phone so that no one can reach yes. him and and put him into like a some CIA program where they hide him for the next couple of months yep. and only allow him to come out to coach.
5: I don't think you can say no to USC if you're Jim Leiter. But I didn't think you could say no to the Packers. He managed to do that, too. So who knows? True that. True that. Uh, yeah, there he is. Uh, check him out tonight. Don Chillis, Dan Underberg. Tonight, Journey House College Show, 6-8 to eight here on The Fan. Thank you. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. Take care. There he is, Don with Chillis in the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. We're applying for a home renovation loan as you're feeling anxious, breathe. Let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com. Rami, itching to talk about that USC opening in college football. We'll do that next as we preview what's coming up on The Rami Show at 3 o'clock. Hiring for your
2: small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Modelo is your reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
5: Smarties Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan, did you make your picks last week? Make your picks now for the $10,000 Rocket Mortgage 2021 Pro Football Pick'em. That's right. You Picks, Your picks, I should say, could be worth $10,000. They're worth up to $1,000 each week. One winner every week has a chance to win one gram. All you got to do is pick the winners. No point spritz, no lineups, totally free to enter. I was horrible in week one. <laughs> horrible. I picked favorites and underdogs one across the board, and I stuck. So we'll see if I'm better in week two. You compete against me, other people from around the country. Sign up today by texting your picks. Just text the the whoever you think is going to win the games to two zero three five seven. Text your picks to two zero three five seven. You do it every week. Game one obviously uh, is tonight. The nobody will be watching, but still text your your picks to two zero three five seven. It is the Rocket Mortgage 2021 Pro Football Pick 'em. I made my picks this morning. I'm concerned. Picked a lot of road teams to win this week. Why? A lot. Why? Because they were the better teams. Are you overreacting to
4: a bad week one? No, to I just things I so
5: Understand. First of all, there's no point spreads, right? So doesn't oh, you're matter. You're just picking winners. You're just oh. just picking winners, oh. right? So there's there's no point spreads, which is why I like doing it and why I agreed to do it. So from from that perspective, it makes it a lot easier. So you're just picking the best team, and the best teams more times than not this week, in my opinion, are the road teams. Okay. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the one situation where that doesn't apply, I mean, there's probably more than one, but the one I can think of is the Raider game. That Raiders going to Pittsburgh on a short week after that game where there was huge emotion involved coming back at the end. Uh, in, in that winter for them against Baltimore, then having to travel across the country again on short rest uh, to play a Thursday, or to play on Sunday. Yeah, I, I, I really like the Steelers in that game. Now, not saying with the spread. Spread's like six, I think. I checked on BetQL earlier. So I, I don't I don't know about the spread stuff because I don't I don't gamble. But that one I like a lot. That's a home team. But that's there's not many home teams that I like this week, to be honest. Uh, Packers, obviously, you know, uh, obviously, I like them. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's coming up on the
4: Rami show today? On the Rami show this afternoon, Stephen, uh, right out of the gate, some Packers talk. Did Sunday's loss against the Saints have you questioning some of the offseason decisions that the Packers made? Because some of the offseason decisions that they made played into how that game went, at least for one game. Now, it's only one game. You mean the offseason decisions of one person? Of a number of people. Uh-huh. Well, most of them are good against. It's just twelve. most of them were goody. That's what do you mean? It's
0: just, just twelve. Oh,
4: no, I didn't even have twelve on, on the list.
5: well, all the drama that was created, this offseason season no, I was you talking about actual. Into...
4: I was talking about actual decisions that actually... like
5: draft picks and free agents and players getting cut like that.
4: like letting Mike petten go, like hiring Joe Barry, like signing Aaron Jones, like not signing Corey Lindsley, like bringing back Kevin King. You don't like the signing of Aaron Jones. All those things factored in. I like Aaron Jones, but there's only so much more, so much money to go around. Because you signed Aaron Jones, you couldn't sign Corey Lindsley.
5: Fine. Okay. I'm, I'm totally well, fine with that. That's how
4: you feel, and I want to know how people out there feel. See Bulaga get absolutely destroyed by Chandler Jones. Is Brian
5: Bulaga's still playing. Yeah. Really? Right tackle for the Chargers? No. Nope. Really? Lee's the center. I almost just cursed. That's how surprised I am. He got completely <laughs> derailed. Chandler Jones. How many sacks did Chandler Jones have in that game? Five? five.
4: He had five. I didn't know it was on Brian oh, Bulaga. Oh my god! I didn't know he was. Brutal. I didn't know he was torching Bulaga
5: the whole time. Mm, that's... Well, I don't know if everyone. I saw two that he like just ran right over him. Wow. Like, last year Bulaga played, but he was hurt half most of the year. Typical. But yeah. So, All right. All right, anyway, so that's a good one. Uh, Pete Doherty will be joining us Love on the show. Pete. I
4: just received word. Uh, he was supposed to join us at 3.30. It'll be 4 o'clock instead because uh, Aaron Rodgers has a press conference today. There you go, Sam. You were wondering about Aaron Rodgers. He's yeah. talking. At He's talking in the 3 o'clock hour. I'm guessing around 3.45-ish, 3.30. So you can play that back at like 5.30. Thank you very much. That is You're in welcome. the plans. 4 o'clock hour. Sparky, I think this is a good question for you. Do you think Christian
5: Yelich's career— yeah, This is stupid. —will be as I good it, as Ryan I bronze. ripped it when I heard the promo. And is that good enough? Dumb Why? It's an insult. Why? Why are you putting a cheater in with Yelich to begin with? I'm talking with? about,
4: just forget the cheater stuff. No, you
5: can't. I'm
4: talking about the numbers. I'm talking no. about the career. I'm talking about the career Again,
5: that he's going to put together. No, fine. Then if you want to do that, go ahead. Start from after he I'm admitted. we my talking about production. Start, Right. Start from the day Braun admitted look, that he man, cheated. Look, Forward. Look, do not look. count anything listen Braun did before that, because none me. of that counts. Listen to me. The MVP here does not count. Listen to me not, for a second. Unless we find Can out Yelich is cheating. I don't want to hear it because it's unfair. You're taking a guy that, as far as we know, is not cheating and putting his numbers up against a guy that was, and then when he admitted he was, his numbers were never the same after that. That's completely unfair to Christian Yelich. Can you listen to me? For if I was a lawyer, you would lose. <laughs> There's no case. There's you would lose. It's <laughs> There's no offense. It's completely <laughs> There's no offense college. for there to be a no. lawyer here. Because There's if no you offense. go just based on sheer numbers, yes, of course Braun's going to win. But but it's it's unfair because most of that was all completely garbage. Look. Now most of that doesn't matter. Can I talk?
4: You know how I feel about PEDs in baseball. You and I were here You together. said you were going to stop watching you baseball. You and I were here doing the show together. You know, Gary Leroy quoted you the other day you how no- you would never watch you, baseball again. You know how strongly I feel about PEDs and, in baseball, right? You know this. But the majority of people... Sparky don't don't seem to care, man. The guy's legacy well, fine. Braun, does not seem to be very marred. People don't look at his production like it has some kind of asterisk next to it. I read I read a bunch of articles about Ryan Braun in the aftermath of his retirement, and and they just they just said he's the Brewers all-time home run leader. They didn't say he was a brewer's all-time home run leader with an asterisk. No. Right. Right, so well, you'll, we'll see
5: what the fans say. Yeah,
4: no, we'll absolutely. See. I, I'm, 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 I'm just talking about pure production. But I'm just I'm talking about is, pure production. Part of his production should not That's count. All I'm talking. That's about. all I'm saying. Eno Saris of the Athletic. Did you read his piece on Bruce pitching last week? No, really good about how they're about how they're unlocking these guys and getting the most out of them in their. Their their, their 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 development and acquisition of pitchers and the way that they're doing things. Really, really good article. We're going to talk with Eno about that. One of my favorite people to talk baseball we know. with at 4.30. And uh, Aaron Rodgers. We'll hear his press conference, like you said, at about 4.45. And then we'll talk about all that stuff with Pickle at 5 o'clock. Big show tomorrow. Did you see the show for tomorrow on the? Rami We're doing show? your time slots tomorrow. No, 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 no! no. Big Romney. I was just say tomorrow. nobody told us. Uh, Ryan Horvat, like every Friday, Ryan Wood, like every Friday. Ryan Horvat,
5: stop! Can we talk about Ryan Horvat oh, for a God, second, dude? Why are this you so dude, worked up today? This, you started with this yells crap. Start anything. Y- this dude here today. Did you see uh, Horvat sweet a little while ago? His, Maybe his lock of the week or whatever. Maybe Florida State. What's wrong with that? I wouldn't pick Florida State against a local high school team at this point, I don't think. No offense to you, but if the hammer picks it. I know. He's always right. I understand. Right. I respect him. Of all those dudes, he's more right than anybody else that I've seen on Twitter. Ryan Horvath. So, is the man. Ryan Horvath will buy you a boat. No question. Yeah. But, but I think he fell and hurt his head. I, there is just no <laughs> way that I'm taking Florida State. Maybe he'll be right. Maybe <laughs> Wake Forest is worse than most high school teams. Maybe. I don't know anything about Wake Forest. I do know Florida State is trash. So I that is amazing to me. But anyways, so. Corbin so much- who else tomorrow?
4: Uh, so we have Horvat like we do every Friday, 3.45. Brian Wood, like we do every Friday, 4.45. And uh, Jay Moore will join me again before we are at the Improv this weekend at 5.30. And uh, just before I headed into the station, Sammy locked in new voice of the Milwaukee Bucks. Lisa Byington will be joining us at 4 o'clock tomorrow.
5: That's a great show. That is a solid show, right? Yeah, that's a really good show on a Friday. Big Friday. I yeah. need I, And I need A lot of interviews, yeah. less you talking. Right. Very good.
4: Yeah, very smart. I needed that headed into the weekend. Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. big weekend. I met the Improv. Did you hear? By the way, milwaukeeimprov for tickets. Jay Moore will be headlining.
5: I I quote tweeted your little thing and told Thank people you. they'd come watch you and they'd Appreciate love you. Appreciate you. Yeah, I did. Appreciate you. You're coming tomorrow, Saturday, Saturday night seven Saturday o'clock. Night. You aren't gonna. You, I have you're the text. Screw this uh, no, up, I have the
4: text. I just haven't sent the. I just mm. haven't sent
5: the request into the. Oh great! So now yet. it's sold out. It is. You have to go to the 9:45 one fine. or whatever. I know people. So are each of these shows two hours, or how uh, long are these shows? Probably about an hour and a half-ish. Oh, so there's a long break between one show and the second show. Probably about a half,
4: like a half hour, 45. They get, they have a little cushion. Good. Because last week DL Hughley was a little late in arriving. He would have been cool to see. He was a dude, he was so
5: good. I would have liked to have seen him. He
4: was a little late in arriving and then went like an hour 25 minutes. Like usually good for him. in the early show, usually a headliner will go an hour. So he was like 20 25 minutes late and then went an hour and 25 minutes instead of the hour that they had him scheduled. That's so awesome. That's why they have that little cushion in there yeah. in between the two shows. Yeah.
5: Oh, well, that's good. You never know. Are you signing autographs after these shows, like no, out in the lobby? No, I'm not signing autographs. If I start a "We Love Rami" chant, don't do that. Why not? Please don't do that. You're the host. I know. Don't do why that. Why can't I chant please, "We Love Rami"? Please don't do we that. We love Rami. Please. We Sparky. love Rami. Sparky. Sam. Sparky. My guy, Sam. Don't. Aren't you going to come? We <laughs> don't. Rami. Don't. Come on. I'm
4: going to tell them not to let you.
5: I'm going to bring poster board. Ma kloof. Ma kloof. Ma kloof. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Not only am I not putting in the <laughs> ticket request for you, I'm going to give them pictures of you and say, do not let these people I'm
5: going to bring poster board. I'm going to hand it out to all the Dude. different tables to write their favorite Rami saying on it. I will cut y- you. Oh, man, it's going to be fun. I will cut you, just so you know. I'm just saying. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward you. to it. And how many people are in this room? It's. If it's 400. 400, 400
4: people are coming to see Rami? Their, yeah. Oh. It's 400 in there. I've
5: never been to a show, a comedy show of 400 people in my life. There was about
4: 350 for DL Hughley, um, the late show that I went. I don't know I don't know if they've filled it up to the capacity yet. Well, they haven't Let's had ramen yet. Let's do it this weekend. All right, people. so what
5: is it? Improv what?
4: Milwaukeeimprov.com for tickets. Milwaukeeimprov.com. Yes, sir. Is there a special passcode people get if they put your name in? I, I might have something to say about that tomorrow. Oh. Um, but, See, I didn't even know. But if you sign up for their email list, you will get a promo code for some You chance. will?
5: Yeah. And you just go to their website, yeah. milwaukeeimprov.com. Yes, sir. I'm telling y'all, figure out what chance we're going to do at this show. I think it has to happen. Dude, Don't please don't
4: do this. I'm serious. I stop this right now. Sparky, I think Sparky, look Robbie, in my eyes.
5: No, I'm not. Look in my eyes. I'm not. Stop this no, right I'm not. now. You stop this. I don't understand why you don't want love. I
4: don't Why don't
5: you want love? I I don't. I just. Come why out, don't you want love? Come out and laugh. Let those people know they're coming out after you. This is the man of Milwaukee out, right here. Come out and laugh. He, that's all I want. He's the man, that's all, Marty that's all I want.
4: Come out and laugh real hard at my jokes. I don't
5: know. I that's think it. if the crowd starts chanting have for you, drinks. they're gonna book you all over the they country. You got good
4: food. You're one chant away from being in LA. Have some
5: drinks, have some
4: food. You don't think you're a chant away from LA? Have some laughs. No, it takes more than a chant, dude. Just just come enjoy the show. Please don't be don't be don't be disruptive. Just come enjoy the show.
5: I don't know, man. Please. I'm asking you, please, as your friend. As your friend. I mean, there were some rumblings that Wicked was coming into town, and a bunch of dudes were all coming in to kind of come stir the pot a little bit. I think it was uh, Elizabeth Kay said she's coming with a group of 20 for her birthday. Oh, you're worried about me? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You're worried about me. Sounds good. Robbie's next.
2: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever. Or...